another week, another talking dirty. Yeah. We're back. We're back in action. Another week. This week we have for you in the NFL. Um, Russell Wilson, still a scumbag. More on the full breakdown of that story later. And then in the NBA, John Moran, big story coming out about him. Guy, myself, completely unaware of what's going on in that situation, so it's going to be a live reaction on it. Oh, no. <laughs> then take it over to Pop Culture, where we break down some new information on the movies uh, and the new TV shows, so like The Mandalorian's first episode, The Bad Batch new episode, and The Last of Us, and of course, your jams of the week. Ryan, how about a word from our sponsor? Kent for the painting, 412-784-1577. I only did it that fast. I was afraid I was gonna forget again. I feel like if I tried to do, do you it, only know so. it if you say it fast like that? I think so. That's weird. Because right but that is how the brain works. Right I before I, I started saying it, I it was not in my head at all. Mm-hmm. Then I then I just started saying Kent's brother's painting, and then four one two seven eight four one five seven came out. It was like a trigger word or something. Yeah. <laughs> like in my head, if this makes sense, my head doesn't know the numbers. So, does. so like if I saw you like out one day and I was just like Ken's brother's painting, would you just drop the number? I'd probably trigger and say four one two seven eight four one five seven seven. Um, not only because it's imprinted in my brain, but also because they do such a good job. True, if you need a paint true. job. Mm-hmm. Give them a call. Four one two seven eight four one five seven seven. That being said, let's get into it. You. All right, and let's take it over to the NFL. All right, so the scouting combine is um, current. How are you oh, doing? Fuck. <laughs> oh, damn. damn it! How are you doing, Ryan? Well, not not good, but better not now. not better since you, uh, better, better now, now since you caught better me now, on it. <laughs> better now than since you fucked up and I called you out. I had a rough day at work, but yeah, I needed that. Yeah, but. that's tough. Hey, you brought trivia too. I did bring trivia. Oh wow, wow. Um, how, are you, how you doing? Um, I'm doing good. So, uh, I'm for these next three weeks, I'm going to be drinking every weekend. It's probably the first time I'll be doing that since like I was 26 or seven, I think. Well, this weekend is my good friend Angela's uh, 30th birthday. So we're going to be doing some North Shore antics, uh, Saturday. Then the week after, um, my buddy Zane, he's having like a little thing in his house, uh, board games and drinking and video games, shit like that. On St. Paisley weekend? No, 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 the weekend prior. But they're celebrating St. Paisley on the 11th. I, oh, we are? I thought we were doing the, I thought we are what? The parade's on the 11th. That's so dumb. I think so, I think so too, yeah. That's but, so dumb. Yeah, because St. Patrick's Day is actually on a Friday, so mm-hmm. you would think that the Saturday after following the 18th would be the big day. Fuck, well, that might change my plans then, because Tom was going to have something for the St. Patrick's Day. At his place, on but that's 18th? well. That's the, I thought it was going to be on the 18th, but it might be on the 11th now. Because I think that's what I think that's when the parade is the 11th. So that's usually when the parade is when everyone goes out and celebrates Fuck. the bars. That might change up everything then. Yeah. Damn, that is so dumb. Why did I don't know who decides that? What, what I think I think they always want to do it on Saturday, and they don't want to do it bef- after St. Patrick's Day. I understand that, but it's like the day after. If St. Patrick's Day was on Thursday, I'd even give it more credibility. Doing it the mm-hmm. Saturday prior. Yeah, no, I think it's stupid too, but mm-hmm. 
Next year means it's going to be on Saturday. That's going to be insane. Or maybe it's – no, wait, it might skip because it's leap year next year. Oh, uh, Sunday. Sunday. That's not terrible, I what guess. You mean because Saturday would still be the yeah, celebration. Yeah, cause, yeah, because when, when if you're still alive at the going into Sunday part then. Yeah, I, I don't know why. It's my cousin's birthday, and mm-hmm. I just like was looking up future years of things <laughs> to figure out when, like, what day of the week or 21st yeah, is going to be. Yeah, when's it going be. on? Mm-hmm. And the leap year fucks her where it's supposed to be on a Saturday, but now it's on a Sunday. Oof. But then I went ahead and looked like, well, my next significant birthday is 30 in three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it's on a Friday. That's rad. Yeah, that's Friday rad. the 13th. It's my oh. 30th birthday. Oh, that's not rad. No, that I'm 100% for it. Ugh. Friday 13th for me has been historic. I mean, I get, I, I guess for you, I you've done lucky. it before. Yeah. yeah. My 13th birthday was on a Friday 13th. Wow. My golden birthday was on a Friday 13th, and it was one of the best days ever of my life. That's that's interesting, actually. Like, I, won, I won like a raffle at school. <laughs> uh, I, like, yeah, I hit the Mega Millions. That dude. Day. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. Like I forget, there's a bunch of stuff that happened. That's like the only one I think of right now. It's on my head. But I, mm. there's like, like the luckiest shit happened to me on Friday the 13th because it's my 13th birthday. That's interesting though. So now it's gonna be my. 30th. I wonder. I wonder if that happens for other people who have 13th birthdays. 13's like my lucky number. 13 mm-hmm. and seven. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's uh, take it into some trivia here. What do you got for me? Level three. Hmm. Ooh. Ah, this is a good one. Okay. What do you got? What uh what eventual two time all pro linebacker defected to the Steelers from the Jets following the twenty the two thousand one NFL season? Shit. So he went from the Jets That's before to the my Steelers time in two thousand one. He's a two time all pro linebacker. Um I'll give you the hint that he was on Super Bowl forty, forties team, maybe even James Ferrier. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Pulled that out of my ass. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's the next one? Um, I was just trying to, since you said he's on that team, and like, I was thinking maybe he retired like shortly after. You will not know the other four people's names on this list. Okay, let's just call it that one for the. That day. was the that was the one. All right. Yeah, Felipe Boucher, Kevin Stevens, and Barry Alvarez. Have you ever heard of any of those people? No, but Barry Alvarez is a solid name. Do I pull one for you now? Yeah, sure. If you want, here we're going to front pile here. I don't know. Seven's like the hardest, but. I'll I'll just take, I was gonna take that three right there. Okay. Because you gave me a three. Okay. All right. My rule of thumbs, I don't ask you if I don't know that the person. In two thousand twelve, what pirates rightly righty tossed one sorry, let me start that over. In two thousand twelve, what pirates righty tossed a one hitter coming with within four outs of a matching the no no he throw he threw for the Marlins eleven years earlier? In 2012, with Pirates, righty tossed a one-hitter coming within four outs of matching the no-no he threw for the Marlins 11 years earlier. You know the name. Is it A.J. Burnett? Mm-hmm. Is it really? Yep. Nice. I, so I was thinking that because I was thinking of, like, which stud did you have qu- on this? Look at that question real quick, though. Look how many hyphens are in that. Like, that's why it threw me off. In 2012, <laughs> pause. What Pirates right, righty tossed a one-hitter dash coming within four outs of matching his no-no he yeah. threw for the Marlins 11 years. Like, there's weird. way too many hyphens in this. Yeah, I thought it was a weird. math equation for a second. <laughs> wow, the C I would have gone to. That would be a good one. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know the name. What so forward and Penguin native did the Penguins select 115th overall in the 1999 NHL draft? 
it's Ryan Malone. I saw it, but like it's Ryan Malone. I ah, okay. I probably would have got that if you gave me a because he, he just because he's a Pittsburgh kid. Okay, I, I remembered him. Gotcha. All right, let's take it over to the NFL. This week, uh, some of the major headlines. I mean, it's off season, so it's a little bit of downtime. But did you see uh, Taylor Lewan after leaving the Titans? He asked the team if they could drop off his stuff. And the Titans proceeded to do just that and left it in garbage bags on his front porch. <laughs> but they left, like, they also gave him his shoulder pads. So he, like, tweeted out. He's like, at least I got to keep my shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny. You guys see the picture, though. It's funny. I haven't looked that up. I, mm. I kind of hope Taylor Wong comes to Pittsburgh. That would be cool. We do need a uh, tackle. Yeah, but, I mean, we can get him cheap, too, because mm-hmm. he's been so injured. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and then uh, AJ Brown and Juju beef it's heating back up. It's starting to sizzle a little bit further. I just before we read this off, Juju's an idiot. No, he is. Yeah, Juju. Like I always was like defending the guy for years when he's here, and now he's gone. Like, did you watch the video? I saw. Like, I didn't watch it with sound because I was at work. It was so fucking like, just like cringe. Not, not like cringe. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, was going to so. say lame, but like cringe is way better of mm-hmm. a way to say it. Like. He just does cringy things. Yeah. It's so weird. He he is like, he might be the cringiest player in the NFL had it not been for Russell Wilson. Oh, he's cringier than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is not cringy. He's just a scumbag. That's true. That's true. And a weirdo. But sorry, continue. No, you're good. But Juju dropped a TikTok making fun of the Browns and Eagles, to which A.J. Brown had some comments and DM'd him. In the DM, AJ Brown stated, quote, I don't play them kids games. If you want to see me, I with it. You better go to Cabo and enjoy your ring and stop fucking with me. Leave me off all your TikTok sheet pussy. Yeah. <laughs> so so he's not uh, happy. I'm looking at the Taylor Wan stuff. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we said, Juju, very cringe and very against him ever since he left the Steelers now. It's it's easier to be against him now. Um, just a weird beef like AJ Brown and Juju. If you would have told me that beef was like coming in the future, I would have not believed that whatsoever. It's like why? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, I don't get it. Uh, so the you have to watch the whole video. It's so yeah. weird. It's basically talk, basically making it like Juju's dad hid something in Juju when he was a baby in the womb, and it it made him a TikTok boy. Oh. And it's like the Chinese government is like after him. It's very <laughs> weird. And then like then like the guy, other guy in the video is just like pretending to be like Jalen Hurts and stuff in the locker room and just like uh, roasting, basically just roasting the entire Eagles, the guy he's in this video with. That's weird. It's very <laughs> weird. It's very strange. It's just funny to me too because like if it was James Bradbury, I'd be like more understanding of the beef. But like AJ Brown's just like defending Bradbury now. It's yeah. like he's like his like representative. Yeah, and, and AJ gets Brown gets shots in that video too. He oh he did like that video takes shots at Bradbury, mm-hmm. but then also AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. I mean, I'm Team AJ Brown on this whole thing. I am too. No, because at the end of the day, like Juju, he had like what two catches for like 16 yards for that game. No, he he had more than that because the second half he had like. A drive where he just like drove oh, down the field with Juju. Gotcha. But and like there was a moment in like that video where it's like they're talking about like uh, then he came alive in the second half of the Super Bowl, oh, and gosh. it's like he he hit more than two catches, like what you're saying. But like he still only had like six catches, yeah, all and, like one drive. Yeah, exactly. Like and he like, wasn't great. all season. He did nothing either. Yeah. So and like he was supposed to come in and be the guy. 
He, he was supposed to be wide receiver one, and he wasn't. Well, he was supposed to be a wide receiver two. I consider Kelsey a wide receiver one at this point. Oh, yeah. But but he was supposed to be the number but, two option on that team. Yeah. But so, right. so wide receiver one. Mm. Um, when I was looking at the Taylor Lewan stuff, yeah. I just saw, you know that uh, ref jo- Jerome Boger? No, I don't. Uh, you'd recognize him. Let me pull him up. He retired. Okay. But uh, Taylor Lewan tweeted like a video of him just cussing him out. Uh, like happy retirement, Jerome. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, you recognize this dude? Hold on. It's this ref. He's like, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, everyone looking him up, but All right. this is him after a game. Like, so, like, I guess they won, and he was, like, pointing at all, all the refs, like, you tried to ruin it, you tried to ruin it, you tried to ruin it, you dumb fucks have been trying to ruin it all game. And, like, the, the last part was, like, right in Jerome Boger's face. That's cool. But he tweeted that video out saying, like, happy retirement, Jerome. Uh, uh, congrats on retirement, Jerome. It was always a pleasure. <laughs> uh, saluting him. Taylor won. Bring him to the Steelers. We need that energy. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, next up, so Packers Aaron Rodgers, like we said last week, he finished his retreat in darkness. He did address uh, he, the media afterwards on his future, stating, quote, I don't want to drag anybody around, end quote. He said that also while he proceeds to drag everyone around. <laughs> He's been dragging around the Packers for about, what, three months now? Yeah. and I mean, I would almost willing to put money on that He's going to be a Jet. Really? Yeah. A jet. I'll, I'll put up a, a trump card. Really? That he'll be a jet. I don't know. I, I, I 100% think. I just what feel what like the saying. Jets are going to fumble the bag somewhere. Or because, I don't know. He, I feel like he does this every year where he's like, oh, I don't know. I might just like retire or leave. And then, nah, I'll stay. Well, so there was, I'm pretty sure, I don't remember the source. So I can't cite it 100%. So you can kind of yeah. take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. But I'm pretty sure there was someone within the Packers organization who's already referring to Jordan Love as quarterback one. Uh, so the Packers internally yeah. are prepared that they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers. They've also and been doing more in preparation of it this year. If the Packers, yes. Like they've been adjusting contracts and things like that to allow for this kind of maneuver. Yeah, exactly. So, so. he's probably going to be gone. And then on the jet side of things... They got Nathaniel Hackett on purpose to bring mm-hmm. him in. They're whining and dining Derek Carr around town to try to show Aaron Rodgers, like, hey, look at this. Are they Super Bowl contenders if they get Rodgers? Yes. I think so. Are I think, they a I, lock for the AFC East? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The Bills That's are tough. That's a tough call. The Bills are tough. The Bills are. I think it comes down to strength of schedule. I think it depends on their offseason moves. That, too. If the Bills go out and get somebody nuts, it could just end it yeah. all. If the Bills do nothing. Then, then I. But the Jets bring in Aaron Rodgers, and they bring mm-hmm. they draft a couple of offensive linemen, build that up. That defense is already perfect. You really don't need much, like yeah. maybe a couple other like interior guys. But like, mm-hmm. if they can like make to have a better offseason, I think they could win the AFC East if they get Rodgers. <sighs> what if they do a signing trade? Derek Carr, they sign Derek Carr, and then trade him to the Green Bay. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they can't, I mean, I guess if the Raiders don't want Rodgers, but I don't know why they wouldn't want Rodgers. Do so you think the Raiders is where he's going to go? That's what I'm thinking. Reunite with Devontae. You know, it's Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's nice kind of like environment to play in. But maybe him and Devontae don't reunite it. 
Maybe. Maybe there's beef there that we don't know about. Because why did Devontae Adams randomly demand a trade and leave? Mm-hmm. Like, it was like very quick, and not a lot of people talked about it. Yeah, it was quick. It was quick. I, I almost feel like he thought Rodgers was going to leave, and Devontae's been trying to like recruit Rodgers a little bit. Like in the Pro Bowl, he did the discount double check celebration, yeah. and he's like been shouting him out on Twitter and shit a lot. So, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Do you accept my Trump card? But No, just because I kind of want to hold on to the Trump card. Well, the, we have, I have two made. Oh, okay. But there'll never be more than two in circulation. Yeah, yeah, they can't offset one another. Yeah, so you, you wouldn't lose your Trump card. True. It's just you could get a second Trump card if I'm wrong. I'll make, I have more I'll make that. Here. I'll make that deal. I have more to lose here. If I lose, he's on the Jets, and I'm happy anyways. Yeah, I have more to lose here because I could lose just another Trump card. That could be bad. <laughs> and and I'm being very specific on like a very broad thing. Yeah, I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be the Packers anymore. I'm saying he's going to specifically be a Jet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I wonder what, his, what the odds are. There probably is odds on. Yeah, it. I'm a, I'm a, you can move on. Yeah. I'm gonna Google it. And I'll I'll do the thing where I'll just when I get it, I'll start just talking about. It. Um, so some releases going around uh, around the league because the first day of the new season is approaching. Um, the Buccaneers announced that they plan to release running back Leonard Fournette. Lurs. Yeah. Running back two. Third down back, Leonard Fournette would be sick. On the that would be sweet. Better than Benny Snell. Way better than Snell. No, but I like and Warren. God forbid Najee gets hurt. We have a great I like Warren, though. Yeah, Warren but. Warren did really good this year. And, and he's cheap. I never mind. I'm out on Lenny Fournette. You are. You are. Warren, Warren. There was a big chunk of the season where Warren was better than Najee because because he just like powered straight up the middle. Yeah. And he's very cheap. We try to bring Leonard Fournette in right now. I feel I, like he's still at the point of his career where like he can get a decent like one or two year deal like with a lot of money. If he think if he wants more money, which he probably does because he has Super Bowls already. Yeah, and yeah, and he like is still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, probably the Bills, honestly. If he goes to the Bills, yeah, Bills would be nice. Yeah. That'd, that'd be perfect for the Bills. Uh, next up, the Rams are releasing linebacker Bobby Wagner after one season with the team. Lurs, <laughs> I'll take that. That'd be awesome, dude. Him and Miles Jack, <laughs> yeah. dude. Our linebackers would be deadly. It'd be sick. I'll take that because then it also makes us not want to draft. Need to draft the middle mm-hmm. linebacker. Yeah. And then that gives us more draft space to draft whoever else. Lineman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or cornerback. Right now, I'm pretty sure I'm seeing the mock drafts having us take Jerry Porter Jr. I'm Portland. cool with that, too. Corner's okay, too. Yeah, and he's a really good corner. Linebacker or lineman. I also or... saw another crazy stat about him like where it's like he's only he like only let a, like allowed like 10% of the throws in his direction like being caught all season. Or something, something crazy. I didn't great. look that up. That'd be great. Um, the, anyway, the odds for Aaron Rodgers, it's plus 150 to stay in Green Bay. Plus four hundred to Vegas, plus six fifty for the Jets. Okay, this was made. In so January. you're the this underdog was, this on was this. Made in January twenty third, though. Mm-hmm. So I need you to find updated ones. I'll, I'll say if it's the Packers, it's a push though. If he stays on the Packers, okay, okay. It's either Raiders or Jets. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, the Giants inform wide receiver Kenny Galladay that he will be released uh, March fifteenth, the first day of the new league year. Oh wait, never. I got sorry. I got an update now. Um, as of a day ago, Raiders heavy favorite minus really? two hundred. Mm. Heavy favorite. Next best odds is the Jets at plus one forty. Okay, okay. Then Packers are third. Titans are third at plus nine hundred. This has him almost positively leaving. Okay, all the odds are basically making it even. 
Gotcha. gotcha. All right, sorry, continue. No, you're good. Uh, so, yeah, J- Kenny Galladay is no longer going to be on the Giants. And the last one, the Falcons are going to be releasing quarterback Marcus Mariota after one season. So they're going with Riddler. Um, and then, I don't know, I just feel bad for these guys because it's like, it's like, hey, you're fired, but not yet. Yeah. Like, we're you're fired in two weeks. Yeah, you get the two-week <laughs> notice. Yeah. You don't give them a two-week notice. You get the two-week notice. Mm-hmm. It's just, it kind of sucks. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> like, I mean, they don't have anything going on. It's not like they have to report to meetings or anything like that. And even if they did, they probably wouldn't make those players come. But it's just kind of funny to me. Yeah. Um, that, that does suck, though. Mm. Oh, and then one more I forgot to mention. Commanders released quarterback uh, Carson Wentz after one season. Lurs? No. No, God, no. Lurs? No. Um, do you think he'll be a starting quarterback anymore? No. I think, think him and Mariota are going to be backups. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd rather have Mariota, though. I would, too. Which, Lurs? We're going we're gonna to trade Mitch. Yeah, I don't know if I want Mariota. We're going to trade Mitch if we need a backup. Rudolph's not gonna stick around either. Good backup. I think we're gonna be we're gonna lose two quarterbacks this offseason. Yeah, I just do. I think Mason's a free agent. I think Mitch is gonna get traded. Yeah, you gotta trade Mitch, especially after the Deontay Johnson shit. Yeah, you gotta just cut ties. Whether it's true or not, the fact that there's rumors out there, he's got to get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you gotta just shoot the dog. Um, I guess I think Carson Wentz might work better with the system. Baker. Baker would be interesting. I. I, I can see him signing one year deal and just be petty and say, fuck the Browns. Yeah, and then we just put him in against the Browns. Yeah. Just for like two drives, one each game. Be sweet. <laughs> be sweet. We put him in against the Browns and at the Browns Stadium, and he wins, and he gets another win at Browns Stadium. <laughs> yeah, it adds to the record. That'd be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would take Baker for that. I would, yeah. I, I'd prefer Baker to both of them, actually. I would 100% would, too. I think Baker mm. is more like a starting quarterback than those two. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And Mitch. And Mason. Mm-hmm. I agree. And probably could get him for cheap. Yeah. At this point. All right. Who other team is going to go for him? I don't know. That's a tough Saints. Ugh. The yeah, Jets. No. God. I'd be. It'd be so Jets to go from Rodgers to Carr to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I arguably would take uh, Baker over Carr. No, I'd take Carr. Carr Carr's not bad. I feel like Baker's not if you give him a good solid team. I think Carr's good if you give him a solid team. Yeah, that's true. But Carr Carr is just a crybaby. Yeah, but he hasn't really had a great team since, except for last year, I'd say. Yeah, I mean the year Josh Jacobs had last year plus Devontae Adams, and then on top of that, yeah. Um, Waller, yeah, Waller, and then that defense wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, it had moments in the past though with with the Raiders. He's had better teams like whenever they, when Cleo Mack was on the defense, they had uh, Amari Cooper still. I'm pretty sure he was on that team. They had Crabtree. Yeah, I'm that, not. That was early Carr though. That was like he's still young, and that was late Crabtree as well. Yeah, but that was early Amar. That was post Cooper, Richard though. Sherman argument Crabtree. Yeah, gotcha. Um, then apparently the NFL Rules Committee is starting to look into making some roughing the passer calls reviewable. Currently, they're making the determination on sling versus slam. Sling being a natural progression of the play, where a slam is uh, picking up the quarterback and dropping them to the ground. 
So slings like the drag down. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, like the, he doesn't have the ball anymore and you keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then and then is slam like is like you pick him up and throw him down. Um, and then pretty much anything that's a sling you could review. That makes sense. I, I still don't think they should. I don't think so either just because it'll yeah. start to open the door for other penalties to be reviewable. Which failed with the pass interference. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. I think challenging penalties is awful because you're going to – they're basically asking the ref to – Watch a slow-mo version of it. Yeah. And a lot of times, slow-mo makes everything look more like a penalty than mm-hmm. like it does in real time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it'd just be like the same thing with pass interference where these coaches are just losing all their challenges because the refs aren't overturning the penalties. Yeah. I almost would rather just maybe give them more time to figure out the play call on a review. What do you mean? Maybe give another minute. To get the word from like the NFL organization, is there a time on it? I think there is. No, there's definitely not a time. On it. I thought there's, there was a time on it. There's definitely like a two so, minute. There's definitely some reviews that are like forever. True. Eh. Yeah. Like even think about the Super Bowl. Those ones that uh, with like uh, Goddard yeah. and Smith were so long. Yeah, that's true. I like guess. there, are, there are some of them that are like that's like hard to determine that are like forever. Yeah. So I don't think just get better so. refs. Yeah, honestly. Just get better refs. All right, and then the last oh, – one more thing for the big headline story. Uh, the Chiefs promoted Matt Nagy to the offensive coordinator following the departure of uh, Eric Bieniemy. Oof. That's a downgrade in half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but he – watch, he didn't kill it. I mean, it's tough not to when you have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he was – was he or was he not the offensive coordinator – before Bienemy too. I think he was, and he got hired from that to be the Bears coach, and then Bienemy took the offensive coordinator job. I don't know. I'm, I don't know enough to fact check Let's, that. I'm but, about to, okay. to fact check that because I think that's what happened. Because I think him being good offensive coordinator with the Chiefs was what got him the Bears job. Gotcha. Which got him. Yeah. If, if you are competent in football, you're, if you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, you're going to look like a good offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, And then – Scumbag Russell Wilson, circa back to our take on Russell Wilson many times on this podcast. Uh, a report has leaked that Russell Wilson had a conversation with Seahawks front office to have their GM, John Schneider, and or Pete Carroll fired. This was the, uh, I think it was either the final season he played with the Seahawks, like prior to that, or it was during the offseason whenever they did trade him. Um, so either way, Russell Wilson has refuted the reports, um, but the report is saying also that Wilson's departure was because of that power struggle going on behind closed doors. So Russell Wilson, gentrified scumbag, big piece of shit. Yes. Trying to get his coach and GM fired because he thinks he's that good. Yes. And he won one Super Bowl with a insane defense. Yes, exactly. Trent Dilfer or Russell Wilson? All time. All time. Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean. I, I just like being a fuck. Because <laughs> he, he's a scumbag, but like, mm-hmm. he was good there for a little bit, too. He was, yeah. He was He was in the MVP conversation many times. Yeah, he definitely was solid. Mm-hmm. Um, was it, did we talk about it here? Did you mention a couple weeks ago, this is where I heard it, where he had like an office? 
Or was that day here somewhere else? Maybe he heard it somewhere else. So apparently he had like an office in the Broncos facility this year. <laughs> and then like whatever, like like halfway through the season, they're like, why the fuck did we give you get the fuck out of here? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's I might be paraphrasing the story a lot, but Dude, they gave I'm him pretty so sure much. they gave him an his own personal office in the facilities. Then halfway through the year they just said like no. Dude, these quarterbacks or like Sean Payton was gonna or already told them like you're getting rid of that office. Dude, these quarterback deals nowadays are reminding me of like the running back deals back like Five to ten years ago, like the Todd Gurley, yeah, yeah, like that that time frame, yeah, where like none of those running backs panned out when you look back at it. Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Melvin Ingram or Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon. Um, I think Zeke and Zeke, yeah, Elliot yeah. was in that too. He was like mm-hmm. holding out for a long time too. Yeah, none of them worked out. Yeah. And I don't think any of these quarterbacks are going to work out either. Uh, so we Deshaun got Dak Watson, Prescott, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Lamar's. I think Lamar is going to work out. Lamar will work out as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. Because Lamar is really good. I'm really hoping that they get rid of him. I hope he goes somewhere cool. Yeah, I've, I'm one of those. Stay out of the AFC North. Yeah, I'm one of those fuckheads who are like, whenever, now he, when he's on the Ravens, I'm like, Lamar fucking sucks. He's just mm-hmm. a running back. Yeah. He can't throw the ball. Mm-hmm. But the realistic in the back of my head, like, I'm, no, he's really good. And no, I just I, want him to fucking suck so our, it's better for our team mm-hmm. and we're leave. So it's like, fine. Yeah. Him and the Falcons would be sick. It would be sick. Yeah. It'd be so sick. Mm-hmm. Michael Vick's seven for the Falcons. He's eight for the Falcons. They have yeah. the same play style. That'd be so sick. Mm-hmm. Be awesome. Um, just stay away from dogs. What, who other, what other quarterbacks are holding out? Um, I don't think. He's <laughs> he's the like quarterback holding out, I think. Yeah, but in the last couple of years, Deshaun, him, Dak. I feel like there's another one I'm missing. We're missing. Mm. I don't think so. Never mind. I don't. Know. No, I don't think there was another one. K- Kirk. I remember Derek Carr was looking for that huge contract. Kirk wa- or Carr was. Holding, I don't think he's holding out though. I don't think Kirk is in that category though. <sighs> he got paid. He got paid a shit ton. I don't think he held out either. Yeah. I think that's it. And Baker never got that point, but I feel like he was going to be one of those. Russell just got traded and he got his deal. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking because that Mm. kind of goes with it. It kind of does. It's hand in hand. He got an insane deal. Yeah, like how Deshaun did. Mm -hmm. And they also Deshaun held out for a whole year before that. Yeah, and the Broncos also gave up their entire future for him too. (laughs) Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) Um, Also, side note, I did look it up. That was right. Is is Matt Nagy? Okay, he got hired by the Bears. Bienemy got promoted from. Running backs coach or something like that. Up. <laughs> and then he then Nagy showed up and he's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I'm pretty sure I knew that because Nagy was instrumental in them drafting Patrick Mahomes, I think. Oh. That's when he's still there and he was like, the quarterback's coach turned off into coordinator. So I think he was like. Gotcha. Like like he like was like pumped that they got him and then he left. Now he's back. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I have for NFL. Unless there's anything you want to toss in. Hmm. Is there anything else I want to toss in? No. I don't think so. Let's go Lars. Let's go Lars. All right. Take it over to NBA. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom, goes the dynamite. All right. NBA. (laughs) So who's better, Junior Mafia or the Bills Mafia? 3-6 Mafia. Hmm. It goes Junior Mafia, 3-6 Mafia, the Italian Mafia, the Russian Mafia, and then Bill's Mafia. And then Mills Mafia. 
Mills Mafia. Mills Mafia is definitely the little brother to Bill's Mafia. Mm-hmm. But it's it's still a reputable mafia. So I just looked up groups with the title Mafia in it. <laughs> um, it's just three six mafia keeps popping up. Junior mafia keeps popping up because <laughs> yes. I think it's like rap. Yeah, the Yakuza, the Yakuza. Yeah, what is that like the triads or something? That's the uh, Japanese. Okay. All right. I, th- I think I've fought them in video games before. Literally, like the related searches of my what I did was Junior Mafia, Junior Mafia, <laughs> Three Six Mafia, famous rap group names, Junior Mafia member killed, Three Six Mafia greatest hits, then Three Six Mafia again. All right. Um. Anyway. NBA. Um. Power rankings. Yeah. What you got for me? I real. I just realized I don't have players of the week. Oh no. Probably like what Dame and. Has to be Dame, but it depends on when they released it. True, true. All right, let's do the power rankings first. I'll figure it out in a second. All right. Number one, who do you think it is? Uh, Celtics. No. Ooh. Suns. No. No. Nuggets. No. Damn. The Bucks. Oh, wow. The Bucks are on a 16-game win streak. Still. Fuck. 16 games. Wow. Which is the fourth longest franchise history, and they went uh, 10-0 in February, which is the fourth time in franchise history they had a – uh, zero loss month, and this is without Middleton too for a lot of these games. Uh, for probably the first part of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's been back for like the last month, so like at sixteen games, it's probably at least six or seven games. He's he's been out periodically the past few weeks, though. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Makes so like, sense. it's he's still kind of like lingering with that injury. I think yeah, he's probably missed half these games. Mm-hmm. The, I said this last week, but Giannis is gonna slowly creep his way back in the MVP conversation. I mean, it's gonna be hard to argue at this point. Mm-hmm. If but this if this harder. gets to like, what's the record twenty? Five. The Heat came in second for the record, and they lost to the Bulls. I think it was like twenty six, twenty seven. Didn't the Warriors beat it when, that year? They had the they beat the season no, record. They beat the season record, but they didn't get the streak. Okay, which is like kind of like Weird. funny to think because like their losses were so scattered that they just kept breaking the streak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what is it? I think it's the Bulls. I think it's Michael Jordan Bulls. The season that they had the record that the Warriors broke. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that year they had like a thirty some game win streak. Oh wow! And the Heat were like, yeah, the Heat were like twenty six. If the Bucks get to twenty five games, it's going to be very hard to argue against Giannis for MVP. It's not. Why? Well, when we get to number three on this list, we'll talk about Joker because he's been killing it insanely. Like he's insane still too. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the Celtics. The Celtics aren't number one, one anymore, but they. Uh, have a, a good three-game homestand coming up in Boston, which would be nice for them since they have been on the road for the last two weeks, including the Elster break. Um, Jason Tame is good. Uh, I don't know if you saw anything from the game on Saturday between the Sixers and the Celtics. Wild finish. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Tatum kind of was quiet the entire game, and then like right down like the stretch when he like when the Celtics need him most, he just like dropped like ten straight points, including a buzzer beater three. He's like the avatar for the win. But not quite buzzer beater because there's a sec- one point like one seconds left on the clock. Mm-hmm. They inbounded to Joel Embiid and he turned and heaved at full court and went in. But wow! <laughs> but they but they they reviewed it and he didn't let go of it in time. Uh, so the Celtics won off gotcha. Jason Tatum's like buzzer beater three. It's crazy. Um, yeah, they have a they have a nice little home stretch here. I think they played the Cavs tonight for the first time, or maybe they did it last night since the beginning of the season. And the Cavs last. Like earlier in the season, they saw the Cavs like back to back. The Cavs like won both those games. Let's see if they won last night. 
They won last night, the Celtics. Okay. Dolphin Mitchell, 44 points. Whoa. Jason Tim, 41 points, 11 rebounds. It's nuts. Jesus Christ. Dude. These, these NBA players are just going insane this year. I know. Uh, number three, the Nuggets. Since the officer break, the Nuggets has had four games. And in three of those four games, Joker had a triple-double, including a 40-point triple-double versus the Clippers over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Side note, 10 more threes from Jamal Murray. He yeah. becomes a franchise. Uh, he has the franchise record for most threes in his, their career. Um, and also, just another Jamal Murray thing. Mm-hmm. Since January 1st, Jamal Murray's averaged 25.6 points, 7.2 assists, and 4.5 rebounds. Wow. So he's been killing it. Yeah. Yeah, he's been he's been stepping up big. It's going to mm-hmm. be uh, interesting to see going down the stretch through the playoffs here, how yeah. they stack up. Yeah, which I feel like as soon as the trade deadline ended, everyone was like, all right, the Nuggets were number one in the West to this point, but it's going to really change after the tra- this trade deadline because all these teams beefed up, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's not changing because the Nuggets are just so good. And people aren't respecting the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of like the Bucks were like five years ago. Yeah. Cody Farkas, the guy who came on the pod, mm-hmm. he always loves just randomly texting me about basketball stuff. Yeah. And every once in a while he'll ask me like, who I think is going to win the East, West, whatever. And I, and he, I keep saying the Nuggets, and he keeps saying – no, I think it's like the Mavericks <laughs> or the Suns. I'm like, why though? You don't like, yeah. Well, the Mavericks are out. There's no way yeah, now. They suck. He's he's like sucks Lucas Day. Mm. But he's like saying the Suns soon. I'm like, yeah, maybe. But like, the Nuggets are so good. Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets just did enough at the right time as far as like winning games that yeah. it's just hard to surmount them now at this point. Yeah, exactly. Even though they might not have the best roster in the NBA or in the West, well, there. Yeah, but they- I, they kind of do. They have the chemistry. Yeah, they kind of have like the perfect like. Like they're the most um, rounded. Yeah, they're they're the most well rounded. But the Suns have the best roster. But we're kind of talking about this when the trade happened. They don't have they don't have any bench. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have the four starters, which is probably the best four starters in the league. They, they're playing together. Mm-hmm. But they have no one else. Yeah, and then the Nuggets. You also have a really good starting lineup where that, that match up pretty well. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, next four, the Sixers. The Sixers have been solid, uh, but with close losses to the Heat and Celtics this past week, a lot of people think it's pretty much set in stone that they won't finish one of the two top spots in the East, and rather they'll be still a top three uh, team, but they're just kind of stuck where they are. Mm. Um, I still wouldn't rule the Sixers out. That's a tough team to play in uh Come playoff time, mm-hmm. I mean, kind of like really hinders on if Tobias Harris is showing up or not. Yeah, well, like with Maxi Harden and Embiid, that's a solid three. Yeah, it depends on their matchups, I'd say. Yeah, and and like I also think like they don't really have that much of a bench, but mm-hmm. they, they can make it work. I mean, uh, I think Melton is pretty solid off the bench now that like Harden and Maxi are back. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he's coming off the bench, and that's like probably the best bench player. Gotcha. Um, number five, the Cavs. They're seven and three in the last ten. More like eight and two now since I wrote this. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They're now they're six and four since I wrote this. Um, they play the Celtics twice and the Heat twice in the next five games. Um, if they're able to win three of that those four games, I think it's going to be huge for the Eastern Conference standings for them. Yeah, they've lived a back to back against the Celtics and uh, I think a game against the Pistons and a back to back against the Heat. So that's like huge for playoff implications, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, like that, that stretch of four games. Um, next six, the Grizzlies. John Morant scored 30 points in a paint during his 39 tri- 
point triple double on Tuesday's win versus the Lakers. This is the fourth time in his career he scored at least 30 points in the paint, the most by any guard since play by play was first tracked in 96 97. That's wow. most points in the paint by a guard since 96 97. Um, I don't have trivia because I don't know who the he he the last person to do it was. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like yeah. The article did not say mm-hmm. who the last person to beat it was. That's uh, a sick stat, though. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, number seven, the Kings. The Kings' offense is so good that they were able to beat the Clippers 176 to 175 in the NBA's second highest scoring game in history. Wait, 176? It's to 175. Yeah, I think it's double overtime. Wow. That's nuts. I... Also Holy don't. Hell. <laughs> I also don't have written down who had the most, but I'm pretty sure it was like back in like the 50s. Jeez, like some team went off with it. Um, yeah. But that being said, yeah, they scored 176 points in a game, but they also led up 175. So like, <laughs> their offense all years has been insane, but their defense mm. has been trash. So uh, I don't know. I think they're. I think they're going to finish top four in the West in the playoff standings. Okay. But they're just going to get a first round bounce. Yeah, like, upset alert. Five yeah. seed wins them. Yeah, I, I bet the five seed. Let's see who what the standings. If if the NBA probably ended today, it would be they'd be playing the Clippers. Yeah, it's a rematch of that game. I take that. Yeah, take yeah. the Clippers for sure. If say the Suns jump them, then they'll be playing the Warriors. I'd say the Warriors win too. Mm-hmm. Damn. Future bet alert. <laughs> I, I honestly think that the five seed might be favored in that series if they take the four seed. I think so too. Um, oh, I lied. Cody didn't wasn't saying the Mavericks. He's saying the Warriors. Uh, on the West, and uh, that they they could win. Well, I well, guess it's well, not he, a bad take. Well, he's saying the conference finals. Like not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like guess, number one seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that that's true. That's true. Too. Yeah, no, I that that's more reasonable than the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I I don't I think he just I think people just overlook how impactful Joker is. Mm-hmm. And then he's then I think I said this on the pod before. He started saying something like, "Um, the Nuggets have never like been there or something like that." And I then I had to remind him that he made the Western Conference Finals. They made the Western Conference Finals mm-hmm. in 2020 mm-hmm. when Jamal Murray was healthy. And it's the last time Jamal Murray was healthy. They were like had insane playoff run that year. True. Yeah, very true. So, like, at that, at fast forward a few years, get Jamal Murray back, I'm sure it's going pick to up, pick up right where they left off. All right, number eight, we got the Knicks. Nice. Nice. The Knicks, Knicks have been, like, insanely good lately. Yeah. They're on a six-game win streak. Mm-hmm. And Tom Thibodeau referred to the team as, quote, a team full of leaders and a team full of gym rats. I like that. Yeah. I like how Tibbs has been sticking around, too. Oh, I'm sorry. Seven game one streak. They won last night. Nice, nice. Keeping it up. Mm-hmm. No, I mean Brunson's been playing out of his mind. Insane. Um, he got Player of the Month. Mm-hmm. And then Randall's been stepping up big time. R.J. Barrett's been doing well. And like all of our role players are just you know doing exactly what they need to do to get the win. So it's been working out well. Um, last night Brunson had thirty nine points. Wow. When they beat the Nets. Yeah, that's working out a lot better than what I antis- what I anticipated for him. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm looking to see. I just since we're talking about Brunson, I I have a feeling he might be the player of the week. So I'm just gonna get down and try to find the player of the week real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, might be getting ahead of myself here. Oh, I just passed an article that Magic Johnson says that load management's gonna hurt. Is that hurts the NBA's fans? <laughs> That's. <laughs> I mean, people have been saying that for a while. That's a standard yeah. Magic tweet. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that is very much true. <laughs> I don't think they just had it this week. I don't know. I don't see any. Like, okay, I, I'll I'll just name players of the week at the end here. Okay, number nine, the Suns. The Suns are six and four in the last ten, even before KD suits up. Mm-hmm. Last night he did play, and he they he got hurt. They won one hundred five to ninety one versus the Hornets. Booker had thirty seven points. KD played twenty six minutes at twenty three points, six boards, and two assists. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, and number ten, I, I threw the Heat in there. I think that's just me being biased because I just couldn't decide who I wanted to be the ten spot. And the Knicks were in there, so you were like, let's throw the Heat in too. Yeah, I think the Warriors probably number ten. I think mm-hmm. the Clippers could be number ten. Yeah, the Heat aren't playing good right now. I'm just kind of being biased here. <laughs> At least uh, you admit it. I'm being very biased here. Uh, we've been <laughs> rough lately. Um, good thing that Jimmy Butler uh, was vocal about the frustration of losing. So following the game, I want to say they lost to the Hornets on Saturday. Like he came out and just said, like, I just don't – we I'm just fucking tired of losing. Mm-hmm. And the next game was Monday, and they beat the Sixers, and all thanks to Jimmy Butler, like, last second, like, crazy circus shot for the win. Nice. So, like, nice. he's kind of leading by example. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Kevin Love's not doing that bad. His first game, he didn't score any points, but he had barely played. Yeah, but – His second game, he dropped 13 points, 13 boards. That's all you need. 13 boards. And mm-hmm. like, they, like uh, every game since then, his scoring is like just very middle of the road. And that's like, but, but he's pulling down boards every mm-hmm. single night. That's, that's why you guys him. brought him in, just that's to get boards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's going to be, I think that's going to be a huge ad. Um, let's, let's see. Let's, let's no, see yeah. I thought so way. whenever that signing happened. That was like immense because we were talking the week prior, like, you guys just really need to power forward mm-hmm. and then you'll be set. Yeah. Um, oh, you could even put Bam at the four and Kevin Love at the five. If you wanted to, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're both the same like size. Oh, uh, really? Uh, Bam's, I thought Kevin Love was taller. Bam's 6'10". Really? I think Kevin Love's like 6'10". I don't think Kevin Love's 7'. Huh. Okay. Um, I, just pull I, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, let's look. Let's look. Actually, let's just pull it up. This is the last one with the power rankings anyway. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love height. He is... Drum roll, 6'8". Wow. Bam out of bio might actually be 6'8", if I'm thinking about it now. Because mm. not not 6'9". I think it might be 6'8". Let's see. 6'9". Damn, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. So he's an inch taller. Okay. Um, Injuries. Mm-hmm. Two big ones. Two big yeah. ones. First, Lamella Ball is out for the season with a fractured right ankle. Wait. Sorry. Players of the week. Oh, yeah. That's I'm giving it to Dame from the West. And Brunts from the East. Cool. Cool. Oh, also, mm-hmm. I, I just want to say this before I get ahead of it. I might take that Trump card back, the bet back from the Jets. Oh, is there a new story? No, it's just <laughs> tomorrow the Knicks play the Heat. So I might just put the second Trump card up for grabs. On the Knicks Heat game? Yeah. Because that's, that's what it started at. Unless you don't want to, unless you want to rather keep the second. I mean, the Jets one. if we were wa- if it was like live on record, like on recording, I'd be yeah, more inclined true. to. That's but true. I don't know. I- I'd rather wait on it. But all right, it's fine. We'll do the Jets bet then. Um, we we spent like twenty bucks against each other in real life. <laughs> Dude, I'm not getting into your gambling addict. Fifty bucks. I'm not feeding the machine on this. See, I'm actually not a gambling addict, but. <laughs> But no, you're a responsible gambler. Yes, I uh, if I lose a couple in a round, I'm like I'm done for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But 
it did look bad because I was doing. I had to print out my bank statement for the finance person, like because we're looking at houses, me and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And oh no, <laughs> it was right around the Super Bowl week. So there was <laughs> there was multiple transactions from DraftKings and FanDuel on my statement <laughs> all in a row. There's He's like maybe like, like seven or eight like. Add twenty five bucks, withdraw thirty bucks. Add this. Like, there's transactions both ways between the two apps. And yeah. I'm like, this. She might not give us like a mortgage because she thinks I was going to gamble it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, injuries. Uh, Lamelo Ball for the season with a fractured right ankle. He only played thirty six games this season. Um, his other two injuries were two ankle sprains to the opposite ankle. Gotcha. So he broke his right ankle, but he. His injuries before, so he sprained his left ankle preseason, came back for that one game, and that same game he twisted that same ankle again and missed another three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then he's been playing the last couple of games, been doing very good. Yeah. And then uh, – I'm starting to think that these – we're going to have a Derrick Rose situation on our hands with them. With Lamelo. Mm-hmm. I can see that. He's, he's so good, but he's always hurt. The good thing yeah. is like, none of his injuries are anything that serious yet. Yeah, but all it's going to take is that one. Yeah. And it's going to do Because that's what d- did Derrick Rose in. He mm-hmm. had the ACL tear. Then he came back from it and was like still good. Mm-hmm. Then he had a second ACL tear, same yeah. ACL, and that just fucked him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it's kind of like he's messing with both his ankles. Mm-hmm. Like both his ankles are hurt this year. And point. that's such a common injury in the NBA. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I can see him like getting... Seriously affected on his legacy with that kind of injury. Yeah, I can see that too. Leandro is the only hope for a and just like now. not only like the consistency of it, but like in succession. Like he just got back what two months ago. Yeah, he and played thirty six games. Yeah, and now he's hurt again. Yeah, and it's like, dude, like that's tough. He didn't make it halfway through the season. Yeah, like, he didn't make it to forty one mm-hmm. games. And the other one is LeBron. So LeBron is going to be out at least three weeks. Oh, really? With a foot injury. Okay. It could be more. I, I um, heard more. Yeah, so right now it's just saying at least three. Mm. So they're um, playing that game. Yeah, yeah so he's going to be reassessed in a few weeks to see. Mm-hmm. But I did see a stat that LeBron in his first 15 seasons missed 71 games total. In the last five, he missed 99 and counting. I mean. Age, but. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. That's just but I wanted to note that not because of how much he's had in the last five years because obviously age. But how little he was injured in the first fifteen seasons. Mm-hmm. Seventy-one games in fifteen seasons is like not a lot. No, like that's 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 awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Then did you, I also saw a funny clip from that same game where I think LeBron got hurt and then he kept playing and they won. They beat the Mavericks. It was an like awesome win. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he was like playing through his foot injury and like he was about to inbound the ball and Patrick Mahomes was saying courtside. And he said something like along the lines of, I, I bet you know how it feels to be playing with like a bum leg or a bad <laughs> bum ankle or something like whatever he said. Yeah. And that's Patrick cool. Mahomes was just laughing. It's a little nice little nod on the sidelines. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and then I also wrote Katie's back, but we already covered that. All right. And I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven headlines. That's it. Lay him on me. First, like I said, Dame scored 71, tying Spider's record uh, that he had earlier in the season. So it's mm-hmm. wild that two 71-point games happened in the same season. Did you see what uh, Donovan Mitchell's mom told him? Yeah, something like he had to go back out there. <laughs> yeah, he had to go back out there and put up 72. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. Um, which do you think was more underwhelming? Because – Mitchell's happened during the DeMar Hamlin thing. Mm-hmm. But when, and Dames didn't happen anything like that, but it's like, all right, well, someone else did this year already. Yeah, true. So true. which one do you think is more underwhelming? Probably Mitchell's just because 
the entire sports media was Demar Hamlin. Plus, like it's peak NFL. So like yeah. they're only talking NFL really because it's like playoffs, Super Bowls coming up. Like, so I think Mitchell's was more underwhelming. Like now, because like currently the NFL's done, so like they're focusing on the NBA. Yes, I so I think the Dame got way more coverage, mm-hmm. but I also feel like on Twitter and like and just like hearing people talk basketball, I feel like people are just like yeah, just not yeah. Really so Dame, you see Dame did it too. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah, Dalvin Mitchell's just like. Uh, he joins company with like this person, this person, this mm-hmm. person. Like you're not seeing that name just because everyone's like, oh, damn. true. He did. And Damian Lillard's joined joining the company of Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, for this season. <laughs> um, I saw this right before we started recording, but Kobe Bryant's family uh, won the settlement, or I don't know if it's, they won the lawsuit. They settled. Uh, yeah. For twenty eight point five million dollars. Good for them. For those who don't really know what was happening. Um, they agreed on seventy-eight point five million settlement with the Los Angeles County to resolve the remaining claims in a lawsuit over deputies and firefighters sharing the photos of the NBA star, his thirteen-year-old daughter, and other victims killed in the twenty twenty helicopter crash. Yeah, that was fucked, man. Yeah, so that whole event. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy just because of what happened, obviously. But mm-hmm. looking back at it, like at like week like the week after it happened, it was kind of like once it were once it was reported that Vanessa like didn't know until she saw the TMZ story. I was like, that's fucked. You should not yeah. find out that your husband and daughter died via mm-hmm. TMZ. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. that's, that's just awful. Yeah. And you, as a county and, like, as a government, you can't let that happen. Nah, exactly. Not just – not just. it only probably got out because it's Kobe. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's just in any other regular family, oh, yeah, it everything would be, like, like, everything would be done by the books and cracked. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked, though. The Hawks uh, decided to hire Quinn Snyder, ex-Jazz okay. coach. Um, the next headline attached to that, though, is Trey Young says that he has, uh, quote, nothing but love and respect for former Atlanta Hawks coach Nate McMillan. <laughs> wow, that's that's a lie. A cap. I that's a cap. big lie. <laughs> Did you? I think I saw a report too that like there was a league, there was like a league insider um, or a league owner that went uh, anonymous to the uh, media saying that you can't win with Trey Young in this league. Yes, I did see that too. It was mm. – you, you nailed it. That's like uh, someone from the inside uh, – I think it was a GM, not an owner. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they said, like, you, you'll never be able to win with uh, Trey Young on your team. Which, I, I don't know, but he gives me I ma- kind of agree. He gives me major Reggie Miller vibes. Mm-hmm. That's, like, his perfect NBA comparison. Yeah, yeah. Like – like with Reggie Miller choke doing like the choke in the uh, garden mm-hmm. to Trey Young silence in the garden, but they also never won themselves. Like, yeah, their biggest caution is beating the Knicks. <laughs> There's a really good shooting guard who just beat the Knicks, and that's like the biggest. That's their Super Bowl. Yeah, getting that's the line. their NBA Finals. Yeah, there's a big long line of that, anyways. Yeah, mainly by the Knicks themselves. <laughs> that's true too. Did you uh, inside Barstool stuff? Did you see uh? Frank the Tank at the next game with uh, was he eating a hot dog? Yeah, he's doing he was doing his hot dog. But he was with uh, what's his face, Spike Lee. Oh really? He's like <laughs> sitting right behind Spike Lee. 
So it's funny because there's... Wow, every- I would love to be a fly on the wall in that conversation. Yeah, it's so like <laughs> a couple times during the game, it was just Spike Lee. Like they kept... Because they, they always show Spike Lee in these mm, games. Yeah. But like Frank was like directly behind him. So it's just Frank sitting there all like with his hand on his belly like watching the game. He's only been a Knicks fan. He's a Nets fan. Yeah. So I think he was there as a Nets fan because they're playing the Nets. Mm. But then they also took a picture together. That's funny. That's funny, yeah. Now I also saw... Speaking of Frank the Tank, because he's just a man... Um, he was at St. John's, that's his like college team, mm-hmm. in the student section, and he had his like shirt lifted up, and he was like shaking his belly, doing the him. truffle shuffle. Yeah, during foul shots. <laughs> was, and, and I think Big Cat said that like uh, the team like didn't miss a single foul shot. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, on first take, Charles Barkley said that KD is great, but not as great as Giannis. Do you agree or disagree? Mm. Who do you think is? I would agree. Currently. Or legacy, I think they're both. I think both answers are honest. I'm not asking. I, I, I do think too. both answers are honest as well. Um, I think right now, if you say their legacy is this point, you still go KD. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Giannis is gonna be. Yeah, I mean, give it like maybe the by the end of this year. Yeah, I mean, if he goes to the finals and wins another and finals, wins for sure, goes to the finals. I'd even say yeah. Because he would have the same amount of finals and finals MVP because KD only won mm-hmm. twice, right? Yeah. Yeah. With two finals MVPs. Mm-hmm. Giannis won once with one finals MVP. But, like, KD also did it with that Warriors team. That's what my next point mm-hmm. is going to say. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was leading into. Like, And look at Giannis's team. And Giannis won this. His team's held by Chris Middleton, who's been on again, off again, mm-hmm. and Drew Holiday, who's had a revitalization to his career. But mm-hmm. still, it's like. Oh, and Coach Budenhauser. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I Steve mean, Kerr is also good. Yeah, true. John um, has more MVPs than KD. KD has one MVP. He also won back to back in mm-hmm. one of those years. He won Defensive Player of the Year too. And the best ab- uh, the best ability is availability. And Giannis always plays. KD does hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like even more so, like KD, like he always requests trades. He always doing load management bullshit. Like Giannis doesn't do that. They have, and they have two completely different like skill sets. Like mm-hmm. they're both like KD is like a seven foot guard, which is insane, mm-hmm. and he's amazing. And I don't want this argument to be like this discussion to be like KD's trash. No, it's he's not absolutely not. But like Giannis, is I just, think Giannis is better than him. He's though. like six ten, and he mm-hmm. yeah, he's not like a guard, but he just he's a freak. Yeah, dominates the game. Yeah, um, yeah, but I agree with Chuck. Next, another agree or disagree kind of thing. <laughs> Andre Iguodala says Steph is the closest thing to Jesus Christ he's ever met. Wait. <laughs> On the Shannon Sharp podcast. Wait. <laughs> you agree or disagree? Is Steph but how can you Jesus say Christ? that if you haven't met Jesus Christ? He's the closest thing to Jesus Christ he's ever met. But like you don't know that. I guess we're not. Do we go into religion? <laughs> no, I, I thought... <laughs> I, when I read this headline, when I was looking for news, I thought it was the dumbest headline ever. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I wrote it down. Um... So we can debate Jesus I'm going to say no. You don't think Steph's Jesus Christ? No, no. Do not think that. You don't worship him as your Lord and Savior? Um, I guarantee Warriors fans do, but no, I do not. Andre knows that Steph is, quote, is the closest thing to <laughs> Jesus Christ he's ever met. That's so That's a funny like, What did he do? Yeah, like this one time we were hanging out and we, we, all, got, we all got waters. And then <laughs> Steph Curry just like shot a little like paper ball into my drink and it turned into wine. <laughs> We ran out of all the booze at the party, and Steph's like, don't worry, my dudes. I got you. Um, Yeah, one time we had a team dinner, and they only had 
two loaves of bread <laughs> yeah. and a fish. That somehow we all ate. <laughs> um, next, Dame has comments about leaving a franchise. Okay, let me see. Leaving um, a franchise? Okay, so there, this, the context is I'm pretty sure someone was asking about, like, why haven't you left left <laughs> Portland? Like, pretty much. Like, why are you still here? And he says it's not always greener. The grass is always greener when you leave the franchise. Quote, you look at Russell Westbrook. You leave OKC for Houston. Then James Harden decides to leave. So now Russ is being traded to D.C. Then you get traded from D.C. to the Lakers. And now you're on the fourth team in four years. And in your second year on the team, everyone is talking about how you should be trade you. Now you're coming off the bench. This dude's a Hall of Famer and MVP. And it's an example of how the grass isn't always greener. So that is a very good it is, a, it is a good comparison, but at the same time, I disagree just because he's using the worst representatives of that. <laughs> like, well, he only used Russ. Like, just don't go to Russ and James Harden affiliated teams. Yeah, James Harden wasn't. Uh, <laughs> he was using James Harden. Oh, that. I thought he. He, oh, was, okay. he just mentioned how when James Harden left, they had to start rebuilding. They oh, gotcha, him gotcha. Um, see, I, I I agree to a certain point. Like, sometimes it depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. Like in a Russell Westbrook situation, you don't leave that because the only reason you are that good is because everyone else sucks around you. So you have to do everything. That's why he's a triple double machine. Dame's skill set is better. It could be like played better on a, a good team than Russell Westbrook's was. For sure. Yeah. Russell was. Westbrook's skill set is to be that. the only guy on the team. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard is a great shooter, great passer, great ball handler. And I honestly think shooting's the only thing that like separates the two. Yeah. Like, Russ can't shoot. So when you get put in a lineup with a bunch of dudes who can score, mm-hmm. you have to learn how to shoot as a guard. Gotcha. You yeah. have to be able to shoot, and Dame can do that. Russ can't. Russ is a, I have to just drive to the hole every single basket. I think in the moment, though, we we did have, like, a lot of people that were under the impression that Russell Westbrook could be good on another team, though. Yeah. I, I, th- I especially think with, with James Harden on the Rockets because it's like, Mm-hmm. James can be the shooter, then Russ can do everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then when you go to the Lakers, for example, that's whenever it doesn't work because hey, Russ, we you need can't to drive shoot. to the hoop whenever <laughs> the other two best players on your team are LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are going to be driving to the hoop. Mm-hmm. So that so that's when they need a shooter. Yeah, James I think I think, I think Russ would be better with like Luca than Kyrie is. I think so too. I think he's going to be solid on the Clippers. Mm-hmm. They really I think so, too. Yeah, they haven't yeah. really showed him. Um, and he was pretty good on the Wizards. Just the Wizards weren't good, so they had traded yeah. him because so, they tried to rebuild and get more pieces. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason Wizards got rid of him was because like, there was a better offer for him. Mm-hmm. For sure. But like when you put him with like Bradley Beal, same kind of not thing. Terrible. As, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Um, all right. John Morant. John Morant, lay it on me. I'm ready. I'm wondering what this is going to entail. I have no uh, idea. I'm just gonna skip to skip to the good part. Oh. The Grizzlies star point guard is facing some legal issues. Oh no. In a new report that dropped on Wednesday, John Moran is facing multiple allegations of violent behavior. Um some of these examples are he threatened a mall security director <laughs> and he punched a teenager in the face repeatedly. Oh. So Oh you can't do that. Yeah. So apparently he was having a, a a fight with like a finish line employee in the mall. That's the first part. <laughs> um, and then he came back like nine deep and told the, uh, the mall security guard, "Let me find out what time he gets off." 
So he's like threatening. Dude, what is he in high security. school? He's going to the mall and just getting yeah. into fights. So he's like going to argue with like a finish line employee, and then Dude. then he came back with his squad, and like the mall security stopped him, and he was like, "There's like threatening that guy to try to get the other guy," which that's like bad in its own right, but like the, the teenager thing. So, dude, his perfect NBA comparison is fucking Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like happy intention what you're saying, but then yeah. they kind of hit me what you're saying with the Gilbert Arenas. That's funny. Good lord. Um, and then I was, I was gonna read. I'm just gonna read this whole like paragraph and a half here about the, the okay. boy thing. Um, the teenager drew the task of guarding one of the world's most electric scores. So I'm pretty sure that this happened on a pickup game in a park. <laughs> like John Moran's playing pickup basketball in a park. The teenager drew the task of guarding the one of the world's most electric scores when Morant threw the ball hard in the boy's chest as an attempt to check it in. The boy threw it back just as hard. The ball slipped through draw, uh, Morant's hands, and um, the teenager said that Morant hit him in the chin. The teenager told, uh, told police Morant uh, then put his chin on the boy's shoulder and asked his friend, do I do it to him? The friend responded, yeah, do it. Moran then punched the boy in the jaw. The police, the boy told police without warning. The friend struck him down the other side. I fell to the ground trying to cover my face so I wouldn't get hit in the face. I got started getting hit, punched in the head, everything else. Dude. So, like, John Moran's family played pick up with his teenagers. The, uh, he like, chucked the ball at the one kid. The kid chucked it back. And then John Morant, like, got in this dude's face, looked at his friends, like, should I fucking go after him? And his friend said yes. So he fucking threw a punch in this boy, and then apparently the boy's on the ground covering his head and it's getting hit by John Morant and this other guy. Two words. Grow up. Dude. Grow up. A lot of things. You're I've an NBA superstar. You're an icon, a future of the league. You know, people are expecting amazing things from you and the Memphis organization, and you're just going to throw it all away beating up a teenager over a pickup game. It's crazy. Get it's the crazy. fuck out of here. That's that's wild. Let me pull up Jersey Jerry's tweet about it. It's very funny. Not funny. <laughs> it's very, no, not funny. It's like real. It, he like just posted like you know how like people have been saying the last few years too. Like he grew up like super like like Papa Doc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he and Jerry like just posted that like get the bag and switched up. <laughs> um, John Moran is accused of punching seventeen year old boy twelve to thirteen times and then flashing a gun at him. During a pickup game Dude, last that's summer. that's wild. What a moron, man. Dude, it's insane. I don't get this. He's not, he's never, he never was like hood. Now he's just playing hood. But it's like, this is where you're going to like, you're just going to pick on teenagers. Like, yeah. And <laughs> just I a think, bully. I also read in that article too, like the reason they're coming out now, this happened last summer, mm. is because the story about the Pacers. Yeah, with his boys flashing the gun, mm-hmm. so people are like investigating. And they're like, "Well, that happened to me too." Like, yeah. Then the mall security guards, well, he threatened me, like, <laughs> like a finish line he, employee, a mall security guard, and a teenager. Dude, it's they all walk in a bar, <laughs> and John Morant shows up, flashes his piece, and fucking hey, beats I, the shit out of the kid. He's not quite there yet, mm-hmm. but he's kind of becoming like Ezra Miller. Yeah, I mean. I feel like it's at the point where the NBA is going to have a sit down with him. I I think he might get suspended. I think that will have to come as well. I don't think it's going to be this year though. I think it's going to be an off season thing. No, yeah. It I don't be. think all the I don't think all this court stuff's going to be settled till the off season. Mm. And even uh, say unless if it happens fucks up again, or there's another story that breaks. Yeah, but like the fact that we haven't heard anything yet, like mm-hmm. he's still playing. Yeah, he's still doing all that stuff. I don't think there will be any leak. Anything coming from the 
the league, any punishment coming from the league until next season. Unless something breaks up, breaks yeah. out again. Yeah. Unless he gets like actually gets arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I, like these so, are just Silver's got to sit down with him and be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, like, he's not. <laughs> there's no warrant for out for his arrest. They're not actively trying to arrest him. Dude, these people are crazy. Like you get like millions of dollars and you're just like throwing it all away on stupid shit. Like to this. play hood, like, he never was. <laughs> yeah. He never did this in his life. He's crazy. He's a suburban kid. And it's like you made it. You know what I mean? Like you're an NBA superstar right now. Yeah. And you're just gonna piss it all away just because some kid like. Well, even if he did worse than like what is in this article, it's still like, why are you doing that? Why are you playing pickup ball with teenagers in the park as an NBA as rookie of the year, <laughs> yeah. NBA superstar? <laughs> like, what are you trying to feel good about yourself? Like, I, like if yeah, you do just that, forty on them. Like, <laughs> if you do that, it's like you do that to be like, hey, look at this is cool. John Morant's playing with us at the park. Yeah, like a charity event. But he's thing. like taking it so fucking serious, yeah, like punching. Yeah, that's all fucked up. Like. Hitting a teenage boy 12 to 13 times while he's on the ground? That's assault. At a pickup game? <laughs> You're John Morant. Dude, that is wild. You're playing the playoffs against the Warriors, and then you finish that series and you go start beating up kids at the park? What the fuck is happening? I'm out on John Morant the rest of the season. I am too, but I have him on my fantasy team. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. If the, if the trade deadline didn't – if this had posted before our trade deadline, I would have traded him. I'm not going to drop him. I can't. He's still playing. He's not getting suspended. He's so you good. Change your name to like pick up games and picking up misdemeanors. <laughs> I do not support John Morant, but, <laughs> but he's still in my lineup. So like my my team name's just a disclaimer. Yeah, this team does not endorse any actions by John Morant on or off the court. Yeah. Like like a little like warning label. That'd be kind of funny. Um, but that's all I got for NBA. Anything else you want to add in here? Um, let's go Knicks. They're doing good right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and go Heat, but not tomorrow. Yeah, go Heat. Fuck the Knicks. I, I, they're they're my second favorite NBA team. The Heat. Really? Yeah. I don't hate the Knicks. It's like funny. it's like it's like Knicks Heat, then whatever team LeBron plays for. I'm cool with that. And then I'm cool with a lot of teams. Knicks are Knicks are in that. That group, uh, that until they bother me, mm-hmm. I'm cool with them. Yeah, because the Knicks Heat used to be a huge rivalry, like mm. for a long time, like the '90s and 2000s. Okay, the Knicks Heat are big time rivals. Gotcha. But a lot of my lifetime of me being like coherent, yeah, and watching, it was just like mm-hmm. I like Carbello, I like Stoudemire. Yeah, and like also like they they had never had a shot against the Heat when LeBron was there. Yeah, so it was it was never really like a problem. Yeah. And you guys had the Pacers whole beef going on. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I hate other teams more. Yeah. But like I also like I played on two K for the Knicks a few times. I mm-hmm. like it. It's fun. Yeah. I, I think the garden's a cool place to play. I love cool. the blue and orange of the Knicks. Mm-hmm. It's my, right. it's, the Knicks are probably my favorite New York based team. Yeah. Yeah. Them are the Giants. Giants are cool. Giants are cool. Then probably Mets. Really? Yeah, the, Jets are bottom. Um, Rangers are last, I'm sure. Rangers and Islanders are one of the above bottom they're, two. They're F- whatever number, A, yeah. Like yeah, they're yeah. they're both equally. I hate them both equally. And then the Jets are above them. Then the probably. Yankees. Oh, uh, Yank. Oh, uh, baseball. That's right. Then probably the, the Nets or Jets. Nets and Jets. Yeah. Like I just don't. 
care about them that mm-hmm. much. And then the Giants, Mets, and Knicks probably throw salt. All right. That's fair enough. Yeah. All right. Let's talk in New York sports. All right. Let's take it over to the pop culture. Yeah. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the general's palace, drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom. You looking for this? All right. And let's take it over into pop culture. Leading off with the movies, uh, a couple of trailers dropped this past week um, from Disney. First up, the Peter Pan and Wendy trailer for the new Peter Pan movie coming to Disney Plus in theaters. Um, Jude Law's Captain Hook. And that's about it. That's all I really know. That's pretty much the only person from this movie. I did not know that was Jude Law. Yeah, it was Jude Law. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was good makeup. It was good Very makeup. Good. Very good. Yeah, I don't I, know if I'm sold on the way he looks, but I'm all right with it. I'm just not sold on this. I really don't care about Peter Pan outside. Yeah, of the yeah. Cartoon. They're they're uh, they're going through the flack of like they have Black Tinkerbell now, so like you know they're getting a lot of like Are people actually play. I was joking. Oh yeah, no, people were probably really? pissed. About it. No, I mean I saw like an article or two, but like you know there's probably more people pissed about it. But yeah. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for them to do a Bambi remake with a horse. Wow. Yeah. That'd be, That'd be awesome. Progressive as fuck. That would be very progressive. Progressive as fuck. <laughs> Could you imagine? There's n- <laughs> no, a I Bambi like- trailer comes out and it's just a <laughs> it's just like a Mud's a Clydesdale. Like <laughs> That'd be wild. <laughs> it's like Sea Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Well Now I'm thinking about I mean that'd be that'd, that's hilarious. Hilarious joke. The joke landed. But <laughs> there's more movies about horses. There's never been a really a big movie about with the starring role of a of a deer of a deer. So it's like it's wow, like maybe it's like whitewashing. If you if you cast a horse, that's whitewashing. True, bad. true. Maybe make Sea Biscuit, but with deer. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Secretariat is this a buck. <laughs> He's just a or a donkey. Donkeys never get shined, dude. <laughs> what about like? Free Willy with a with an otter. <laughs> wow. A uh, I'm trying to think of an even crazier fish. Dude, we should pitch these to Disney. Like one of those blob fishes. <laughs> yeah, puffer fish. Yeah, a, sw- a swordfish. They have mm. Sean Marlins. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. There's an old baseball team named after him. But then you can kind of pull the like Cleveland Indians Redskins. Thing too mm. with the Marlins. If you, the Marlins want to fight back and say, "Why are the Marlins a, a baseball team?" Wow, do Pocahontas, but the Indians are invading the colony. Like the Cleveland Indians? No, like like normal Indians. Oh, like from India, Indians. No, no, no. Like I mean, uh, like Pocahontas's movie. Oh, Native American. But like swap it, yeah. Oh, yeah. The white people are the are the natives. <laughs> I thought I thought they're not like India Indians are coming in. No, no, no. All right, that was good banter on that one. Um, the other trailer, probably a lot more than we, would have <laughs> if we actually talked about. The we trailer. didn't even talk about the movie. We just talked about like these other spinoffs. Um, the other movie, this one looks better though. It's the Haunted Mansion that they're rebooting. Um, stellar cast with uh, what was that guy's name? La- Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield. Owen it's Wilson. Those, it's one of those actors. I always forget his name, but he. I love him. He's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, but him, uh, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, Wait, Tiffany Haddish, 
Rosario Dawson. And, yeah, Rosario Dawson. Ros- Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone else in that trailer? I didn't notice anybody else, but there probably will be like you know a couple of. Yeah. Eddie Murphy cameo would be cool. That'd be really cool. Maybe make him one of like the busts, like yeah. the talking busts. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a good one. Because he's yeah you know, he's got that iconic voice you could do that with for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it, lo- it looks like I would definitely stream that when it comes out. Yeah, but I, Peter Pan and Wendy probably wouldn't watch. Um, I love the Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. Oh, was so good. Yeah, like that era of Eddie Murphy was elite. Oh yeah, like the early mid-2000s. to mid two thousands. I mean, yeah. it wasn't his best era, but that's still a good mm-hmm. era. It was a very yeah underrated era for Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I mean, his best era is still like coming to America and trading places mm-hmm. like era, and like that's like right after SNL era. Like that's his best era, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mid two thousands, Eddie Murphy was still a solid era. Yeah. Um, then the MCU is apparently starting their casting calls for the Fantastic Four. There are rumors revealing that they are looking for an actress between the ages of thirty to thirty five, and evidently Dakota Johnson is the mindset of the appearance. Kind of weird, but okay. I saw that. I don't like. I don't like it. I don't think Dakota Johnson's going to be a good Sue Storm. It's not going to be Dakota. They're like looking for somebody that kind of like oh. looks like her and is her age, I guess. Oh, I Which is very weird. Like I thought you were saying that that's like the ideal candidate. Um, but it's like kind of weird how they're like, we want someone that's like you, but not you. She's, she's <laughs> Lily James. Lily James. Who, oh, yeah. From Baby uh, Driver and gotcha, Mamma yeah. Mia 2. And That'd be good. Pam, just Pam and Pam and Tommy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She just saw it. I just like her. That would be a good one, actually. That was a good call. Yeah, she's a good actress. Might as well. Um, and then the Sharknado franchise is going to be pushing a mockbuster following the release of the Cocaine Bear movie. This one will be titled Meth Gator. Isn't... I would have said the Sharknado is a mockbuster already, because that... Yeah, but I guess they're working on that like, franchise is a joke. They're working on this though now. Everyone who but, likes Sharknado is because of how ridiculous it is. It's like yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for heroin hippo. <laughs> 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 it's, it's a junky hippo. <laughs> it's funny because I so it's a little behind the scenes. You you have I always see your written jokes. Yeah, like yeah. That. I just think about them in the but, moment. I'm like, I'm. Gonna it's always like so when I, I read them. When I read the notes, I'm like, hey, that's funny. <laughs> then by the time you say it, I'm like, Haha. but like, yeah. Harry had Zing. the <laughs> Zing pow, heroin hippo. What about um, hmm. oxy cotton capybaras, <laughs> or oxy ostriches, yeah. fentanyl fox. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the winner. That's, that's the winner. The PCP peasant. The eight ball octopus. <laughs> like he has little spoons in each of his little tentacles. <laughs> yeah, <he's all laughs> just, one at a time is going through his nose. God. Do octopuses have nose? Octopi? Is that octopi? I think it's octopus. Octopus? Oh, it's like sheep? I think so. Because I think people always call it octopi, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's something that's like wrong. Because I doubt it's octopussies. What is... Hey, Siri. <laughs> what is the plural form of octopus? Uh, 
since Octopus is a Greek, uh, dude, I don't like how Siri doesn't tell you the answer. She like gives you articles. Yeah, I really just get the answer. Okay. Octopuses versus octopi. So it's octopi. Um, it's probably because it wouldn't be cactuses. If it's cacti. Dude, and this and this is fucking. This article is one of those articles like just get to the point. I just yeah, want to the yeah. Like a three full paragraph essay, and then it's like, oh, here's the answer. Here's the one word answer you were looking for. Yeah. Also, some octopuses. Really? That's interesting. That's very weird. Mm hmm. English makes no sense. Yeah. It's such a dumb language. Very much. I, I think so, too. Mm hmm. I think other languages make more sense. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, just we were we were raised on if, it. If I was, yeah, if I if I was like fluent in Spanish, I think Spanish makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean, learning all the like all those Romance languages, it was like they all kind of follow the same pathways. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very, very, they're very much connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you have your you know genders for your like verbs and nouns and shit. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess that would probably be canceled nowadays. That's also true. Because Spanish, you have L and La, like you wouldn't have Ella or Lyle. Non-binary. <laughs> or, or I was once a La, but now I'm an L. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not no longer a Hermano. I'm a Herman them. What's they? Nostros? What's the... Or you, yeah, Nostros is we. What's they? Usted. I think it's usted is they. Yeah, usted is they. And ustedes is the plural they. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there kind of thing. Yeah, then what's... But there's also, like, for two, the formal two is you is also, like, ustedes, I think. Usted. I'm, or no, yeah, it's two slash usted. Two is informal. Usted is formal. But ustedes is still they. Ustedes is they. Wow, I just had a culture shock back to Spanish one in college. How long did you take Spanish? Uh, I took it for four years in high school, but it was a joke. It, it was really stupid. Like, it, it didn't matter. Um, and then in college, I took two semesters of it. And then after that, I was like, I don't really want to take Spanish three. Were we ever in the same Spanish class? We Were we? Or same teacher at the same time or something. Maybe. I was with Flip. I know I was in the class with Flip. Well, Flip never went to class. I know. (laughs) Dude, when I lived with Flip. Flip's our friend for those listening. That was my favorite. Just because, like, I would get up and, like, be heading to class and I'd just look over and Flip's just, like, passed out. (laughs) And I, like, knew his schedule because, like, you know, he would, like, tell me, like, yeah, I got a Spanish class tomorrow, 9 a.m. And I was like, oh, okay, I got this class at 10. And I'd leave for my 10 a.m. and he's just in bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this kid's wild. I took Spanish. In my grade school, they taught us it from kindergarten to eighth grade. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of those in-betweens were like yeah. repeats. Like from kindergarten, kindergarten, you're learning nothing Spanish. Yeah. You're taking Spanish. You're not yeah. learning anything. Mm-hmm. And then it's just more than like using Spanish words like hola. And See, I was that. in the generation where they started languages in middle school. Yeah. And then I got it again. It got really more intense like junior high. Yeah. The and 90s I, were weird with the education system. Because like weird. the early 90s was its own thing. The middle 90s was a different thing. And then 
then you're looking at Gen Z for the late 90s. Mm-hmm. It was all about those stupid standardized tests. All right, another little rant here, a little mm-hmm. side thing. Wait a minute, I went high school, I went four, all four years, honors by senior year, then I think I did four, three classes of Spanish in college. Okay. Um, but I still, I can't speak it. What was I saying? Oh, I, my age is the worst for the generation shit. Yeah. There's a lot of. You're what, 96? I'm 96. And that's a lot of sources. That's the last year for millennial. Mm. There's also a lot of sources that that's the first year of Gen Z. Oh. And we're like the in-betweener like mm-hmm. generation, which is like weird. Cause it's like just my year and the year before me and the year after me mm-hmm. are like weirdly in between both of them. And it sucks. See my telltale sign is like, how do you, how do you do a signal of your calling somebody? Yeah, I know it's the, this or yeah, that. Yeah. Or that, that. Yeah. But I also feel like a lot of there's people like if you ask my cousin, who's born in 2002, she'd probably do that. Really? Yeah. No. I think it's the people who are like, 15 now would do that true yeah i guess um because we're in gen x right now right everybody born around like this time is gen x oh is it or because gen z was like right at the millennia gen z, gen, gen z was like i said i was uh, there's some that say i'm first gen z yeah. my age i think gen x is like 2010 to current generations are so weird yeah like why are you going from z to x Generations in order. Let's do that. And yeah, like, order. what what committee comes up with these names? You know. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's you. The Generation X is before millennials. That's why I thought. Oh. That's, why I was, uh, weird. that's why I was confused. That's even more. That's weird too. Still. So it goes in order. The Greatest Generation. That's is, bullshit. Which is the people who fought in World War Two. So it's like oh one. Ah, uh, well, that's fair, I guess. The Silent Generation from was born from twenty five to forty five. The oh, yeah. baby boomers, yeah, forty six well, to sixty four. Yeah, that's a name that makes sense. I'm okay yeah. with it. Gen X is sixty five to seventy nine. Okay, millennials. This says eighty to ninety four. I'm in that. Then Gen Z ninety five to twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Then Generation Alpha is the new one from twenty thirteen to on to twenty twenty five. That's ironic. They're all betas. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very beta. <laughs> Now this one, yeah. Like says, who comes up with these fucking things? Like, is there, is there just like a guy that we just like go to and we're like, hey, what's the name of this like generation? Yeah. Now and this like, one, oh, I yeah, found... it's still the one from last year, but next year, watch out, dude. I just just saying, like, is it every fifteen years? It's... No, because it went from fucking what ninety six to twenty twelve. Yeah, no, so it, it's twenty to forty five, which is. 17. Yeah, like, that's such a rant. Like, you need to, like, put a then fixed numerical four, amount. Four. Then 18 years. Then 15 years. Then 15 years. Then 15 years. Then 15 years. It's so dumb. Yeah. Um. Now, just like I said, like, there's so many different ones that say which one millennials end and stop. Mm-hmm. The next two I found said that 96, if you're born 96, you're millennial. And I just found out from this one. The millennials are Gen Y. So there's Gen X, there's Gen oh. Y, there's Gen Z. So millennials are technically Gen Y, but they're t- the, the nickname millennials. Why? Like how boomers are baby boomers. I don't know. Yeah, no, why? Saying, why? <laughs> Dude, so we're not just up with generation. 
Well, there's just like one man on the top of a lighthouse. No official commission or group decides what each generation is called and when it starts. Instead, different names and birth year cutoff are proposed through a somewhat haphazard process, and a consensus slowly develops in the media and popular parlance. That's bullshit. That's very bullshit. So it's just whatever's trending. It's whatever the media concocts. That's some crap. How did we get to this? <laughs> uh, cocaine bear, uh, meth gator. Okay, and then two. Who comes up with the commissions for who commissions the names for generations? Yeah, but the, like we talked. Oh, even from Methgator, Spanish a little bit there. Why were we talking Spanish? Um, oh, we're talking about we're talking we're about, talking about the, octopuses. Yeah, and then we're talking about the languages and why. Yes, it's correct. so dumb. And then we went into. And there's somewhere in between there where we're talking about how like if they cast the Bambi. <laughs> that's a, that's horse, one of the biggest like tangents we've had. Yeah, and then it turned to Spanish, and we got into. <laughs> Generations from Spanish class because mm-hmm. yeah why? yeah I don't know why because you had Spanish I, more years growing up and I only had uh, it during middle school that's true and then we got into generations that's true and then we've come full circle yeah all right and then I got pissed about the how ninety six is like weirdly in the middle mm-hmm. and everything yeah makes sense um anyway I saw Cocaine Bear yeah how was it yeah um I wrote something down for it let me see. Um, I definitely that I wouldn't see slash talk shit on it when Cocaine Bear was announced, but I liked it. It wasn't amazing, but it was goofy. Okay. My fish were worth the ticket. Worth the ticket. Okay. Worth the ticket. We went on a discount movie night, though. Okay. Have you gone on a discount movie night? Yes. I also wouldn't say, like, hey, it's not a bad idea just to wait till it goes streaming because I think you'll like it. It's just yeah. not like a, you have to see it in theaters. Like, it'd be just as funny if you saw it. Yeah, I get that. I'd probably rather watch it streaming because I could just like smoke a bowl and watch it and probably enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, it was definitely funny. Ray Liotta was good. Mm-hmm. Slash rule. I really liked um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Alden Wright. What's his name? Uh, Aaron Alden Wright. Young Han Solo. Yeah, Young Han Solo. Mm-hmm. They were a good duo. The kids cool. in it were good. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family, was, his rule wasn't long, but it was good. Okay. Honestly, one of the worst... I think I think one of the worst parts of it was the the guy who plays Tormund, Game of Thrones, like his little. Oh, he was in thing. it. Yeah. <laughs> was he the bear? Was he the cocaine bear? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see cocaine bears? Just some big hairy man doing blow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. I also have another movie headline that's on there. Oh, okay. What do you got? I can do it. Um, I th- I think I sent it to you before, but uh, J- Michael B. Jordan on the red carpet, um, at the C- Creed three premiere. Yeah. So he was like going down, doing all the questions and stuff, and this one uh, woman was trying to talk to him, mm-hmm. and he, apparently this same this girl went to high school with Michael B. Jordan. Okay. And she was just saying like, yeah, we have a little history there, like or whatever, in the interview. Michael B. Jordan apparently this this girl and her friend like bullied Michael B. Jordan in high school. And wow. So he would just like him off like, oh, yeah, I remember. We went to school. Weren't you calling me corny and stuff? Like, like basically calling mm-hmm. her out before he even did the interview. And he was like, kind of like giving her a cold shoulder before. Let me pull up the clip of it. It's kind of, it's like, it's kind of funny because he kind of, he called her out and she yeah, I mean, immediately he, started he, panicking. He was a big time nerd back in the day. Yeah. He's big, he's big into anime now. Yeah, what? He was big into anime and all that and he still is now. Yeah. And what's it called? Um, what's it called? Uh, yeah. You, you replied to it, didn't you? I think I did, yeah. You didn't watch it? Star of 
I did. I I saw it on TikTok one day, but I forgot. The director and the star of Creed Three, and you know we know each other. We go way back, all the way to Chad Science in Newark. Okay. No, I did not say that. Misquoted for sure. So you did not. She said something worse. I said we used to make fun of the name. But yeah. I hear you. I heard it. What's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah, I love. I, I like the movie Jordan. He's yeah, because I was watching an interview with Jonathan Majors, and he was saying they were talking about the Creed three movie, and he was saying how Michael B. Jordan like was directing it, um, part or at least parts of it. And he was, he, this is his directorial debut. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. so since he was directing it. For the fight sequences, the animes that he watched always inspired him for these fight sequences because, you know, just like because the fights get so, like, powerful and emotional in the anime, so he wanted to bring that to the big screen. Man. thought that was cool, too. That's cool, too. Yeah, I also heard that he was, like, a big, like, this theater geek. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, another reason, like, he got bullied a lot. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's head over to TV where we got three shows now on the uh, turntable we discuss. Let's bang up Bad Batch because I did not watch it. Okay. Um, is it worth watching? Yes. It's a good one. Yes. Fuck. So so, it's, the, so the week I start the, yeah. I'm not going to watch unless it's a good episode, mm-hmm. it's immediately a good episode. Well, okay. So like the episode. You didn't text me as a good episode. I just watched it like 20 minutes before you got here. Yeah. Um, So I watched it. It was better than everything else, but it was kind of like a little bit of what's really going on here. Like, it didn't really seem like it was adding much to the plot, but the ending kind of blows open what's to come. Yeah, it's a sweet ending. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Or we were like, huh. That's cool. Um, Which way were you more? Probably oh, more. Sh- oh, shit. Or, huh. That's pretty cool. I feel like I react more powerfully in those moments, but I probably, so I probably went like, oh, shit, but it was realistically more of like, huh. Nice. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Um, I might start asking for people on scales of that. Yeah. Is it like, a, like oh, oh, shit. shit. Or like, yeah, nice. Or like, a, huh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, um, I like that. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, it's it's worth the watch for sure. Yeah, I'll watch it. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. All right. Let's go over the other Star Wars show just premiered. Completely forgot about this until it, like I saw the thing the day of. Um, Mandalorian's back with season three. Episode one dropped uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, yeah, and I'm assuming we both got a chance to watch it. Yeah, leading up to it all day, I literally just caught myself going, <laughs> <laughs> just whistling along to the theme song mm-hmm. by myself all day. So, spoiler warning, I guess, but overall, great episode. I thought good way to start. I think good way so. to start. I was worried at first. When they were like with uh, Chief Garga or whatever, or high ma- the high magistrate now, yeah, um, I was worried. Like it just seemed like it was going to be a slow episode, but then the second he walked up to the IG droid and he was like, "I want that droid." I was that's like, cool. All right, we're we're in. I was that's like, this cool. Be great. That's cool. That's very <laughs> cool. I uh, I thought kind of at first my first episode first end I was like, they kind of put a lot in that, like after like. Mm-hmm. They kind of like jumped around a lot, mm-hmm. but I also looked back at it and I'm like, I liked everything they did. Do you think with the little flash of the hyperspace whales? Yeah, the Purgle. We're getting as a Bridger by the end of this? I think, I, I do think that. Uh, so Josh Gunn's actually texted me a bunch of things about it after mm-hmm. watching. He said the same thing. He said, I think we might see Sabine and or Ezra in this show 
And that's yeah. like how they kind of get introduced to live action. And then they show up in Ahsoka. Those whales are going to be sick if we see them in live action. When I saw the Purgle, I was freaking out. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. so sick. Mm-hmm. Um, another video I watched thinks that, yes, this might hint that we're going to see Ezra in this. But more so, they think that we're going to see Thrawn. And that Either way, Thrawn's going to become the overarching villain for all the shows where it's going to be like he gets introduced here for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you get more in Ahsoka because the first time Thrawn was mentioned in live action was Man- Mando season two by Ahsoka. Yeah. So you can get and Thrawn also disappeared with the Purgle, not just Ezra. Mm-hmm. They both were together. Yeah. So I can see them introducing Thrawn and him being the villain in this show mm-hmm. and in Ahsoka and in whatever other shows they decide to come out with. Oh, it's gonna be so for like the, for like this era. Like I the can't fucking wait, and it, I'm so happy. And it's gonna get everybody in, in on rebels. Yeah, they're already. Yeah, they're already like hinting hardcore rebel mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's it's gonna happen because like there's rebels a lot of my friends so that like Star Wars but never really watched Rebels or the Clone Wars, and I think this will start to do it with the Mandalorian introducing some of these characters. I think this might be kind of a hot take. I think I like Rebels more than Clone Wars. And I agree. I but I think the Clone Wars has better episodes. I think I think the season seven of Clone Wars with the Mandalore yeah. shit with like Ahsoka and Darth Maul in like the Order sixty six from Ahsoka and Ahsoka as a character in general is all amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I also think there's a lot of episodes in Clone Wars that are like a one off. Like here's Mace Windu and Jar Jar Binks trying to fuck this one uh, leader of this one planet, and then like there's other shit like that. Yeah, I think. Uh... Before season seven, I think Rebels was better than Clone Wars, but with season seven of the Clone Wars, I think it kind of mm-hmm. surpassed it slightly. Yeah, I also think the the stuff with uh, Obi Wan and Duchess Satine and Mandalore. Like, I think all the Mandalore mm-hmm. shit in Clone Wars is like some of the best Star Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah, but like that's like all the Clone Wars really has. That, like I think it's the best. Besides, well, I guess Me- season seven doesn't tail that too. Kind of though, this is kind of. Uh, this is kind of like weird to think. I just thought of it right now. Meanwhile, I think the worst parts about Rebels is when they do the Mandalore shit. Yeah, yeah. Like they only have that one little arc with the Mandalore shit where Sabine has a dark saber and she goes back and she gets like accepted by her family again. And then she gives it this uh what's her face? Bo Katan. Like that's like a five episode arc, and I uh, was kind of like there in that part. Like, all right, get back to like Ezra and Kane and doing their Jedi shit. So my favorite arc in the Clone Wars was with the Anakin Skywalker going and learning about the path of the Chosen One, kind of thing. I didn't like the, the brother, sister, mm-hmm. and father. I, I like that. I don't hate that one, but it's not. I, I, I like the Duchess Satine Obi Wan stuff more. And then Rebels, and Death Watch shit. It's either between like the Sith Temple. That end of season two, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Or Canon Jarrus, just in general. Well, it's just like the uh, end of se- the end of the yeah. show stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the end of the show stuff from that point on. To yeah, the I shed next- a tear in that moment. Yeah, th- th- that wasn't the last episode either. That's the funny mm-hmm. part. There's yeah. a whole thing with uh, Ezra going into the uh, in between time stuff, and yeah. rescuing mm-hmm. Ahsoka, which is fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Rebels. It's so good. Ugh. All right. Oh, by the way, just a little plug of another. I don't know if this is bad to do on podcast, but Lightscar Barstool had maybe one of my favorite interviews ever on a podcast. Freddie Prince. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Did you watch any of it? Dude, he's. I've seen other interviews with him, though. Yeah. I, I did see his like thing about Warner Brothers gift. I yeah, that was the funny. Scooby Snacks. Yeah, Scooby Snacks and yeah. the Scooby Doo plushie. 
Um, but I've seen interviews with him, like talking Star Wars. He's very knowledge- knowledgeable. Yeah, like, he, he know he like him and Filoni are boys. So he his interview is maybe forty minutes. It's like the longest interview mm-hmm. they did, and during it, like they said it before leading up to the interview, they joked about, but like you can see during the interview, they were trying to end the interview a hundred times, and Freddie Prince just kept going. Yeah, because they're and they, I'm sure he's a good. And they weren't like life. pushing away him from him because like mm-hmm. they were trying to wrap it up, thinking like this guy needs to go. Yeah, but he just kept saying, "Oh, do you guys care if we? Do? I do one more story. Oh, one more story. One more story." Yeah, and yeah. Uh, in that interview, what, like obviously he talked about the Star Wars stuff, and they weren't good. They were not trying not to like Star Wars fanboy over it. Mm-hmm. So they talked about everything before, like the Scooby Doo stuff before the what he's doing with the WWE now. Like he's doing stuff with the WWE. Okay, um, so they're talking about that. Then they just mentioned like in passing Star Wars stuff. Then he goes, "Oh, can I talk about Star Wars?" And they just went off about all the Star Wars stuff. And yeah, he told a bunch of cool stories about Dave Filoni. And he told, you might saw this because I think this is kind of going viral about The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. This was like years ago before the show was even like official. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddie Prince and his family was over at Filoni's house. Yeah. And Filoni was like showing his kids like cool Star Wars stuff he has from George Lucas and everything like that. Oh, no, they're at the George Lucas ranch. George Lucas wasn't there for the oh. weekend. So he gave it to Filoni and Freddie Prince to go hang out. Dude. And so it was like Freddie Prince's family That's and like sick. Filoni and his crew yeah. were all at the, uh, George Lucas's ranch. And. Uh, as he's there, Dave just said, "Oh, he has this idea for a show that's kind of gonna go play off of, like the Death Watch stuff and like mm-hmm. from the man from like Clone Wars and Rebels." Yeah, and it's gonna be about this Mandalorian, and it's gonna be all this stuff. And then he didn't go into what he was Filoni was telling me because like because he said a lot of stuff's happened so far in the show, and what hasn't happened that Filoni pitched me that day is mind blowing, and it's like the best Star Wars ever written and. If from like the way the show is gonna be on peak, it's gonna end up going there in like a season or two. So he's yeah. so Frey Prince like, dude, like what ha- if if Disney didn't fuck with what my uh, Dave Filoni said to Frey Prince Jr. as like a pitcher of the Mandalorian, it's gonna be the most insane like shit ever. I'm so happy like, that Filoni exists. Pittsburgh boy, dude, he's, he's Pittsburgh he's savior. He's always got his cowboy hat too. Like the yeah. guy's a baller. He's a beast. Um. Mm-hmm. Single-handedly saving, like just give him the keys. Just give him and Favreau the keys. Which they, they're kind of doing that. They are. They are awesome. moving to that. Which, Get Kathleen Kennedy out of there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'd recommend. You don't have to listen to that whole episode, but mm-hmm. just listen to that interview. It's like forty minutes. Yeah. Like yeah. if you want to put that on the background of like playing video games, it's mm-hmm. a great interview. Gotcha. Um. Anything else in the Mandalorian though? No. All right. All right. Um. Last of Us, episode seven. Yes. It was what, the DLC one? It's a DLC one. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So just how Ellie gets infected? Yes. Well, kind of infected. Like, infected, yeah, but... Bit. Bit, yeah. Yes. It's, uh, the whole episode was just a DLC. Yeah. Which was very good. Slow for Last of Us. Very, it's good, and it's and it's kind of sucks because the last episode ended on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Of and Joel. It, what? Of Joel, right? Of, yeah, of him, yeah. Like getting stabbed and mm-hmm. like dying. Yeah, and then they put this episode here, and it kind of stopped the stopped where it was. Where it was. If they do it like in the game, <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit longer wait. <laughs> so you probably. So mm-hmm. what? What I've been hearing because I listened to all the video game stuff after the episode happens. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything in the future. This DLC was taking place technically in between whatever happens in the story with Joel getting stabbed and this mm. because 
the the DLC is all happening while Ellie's trying to take care of Joel. Oh, and that's where the show is. Like they find a, a house, and and he she has he has Joel laying on this table, and Joel's saying, "Leave me here to die. You need to be safe. Go back to find Tommy." Mm-hmm. And Ellie has to make a decision if she's going to leave or stay, and she ends up staying and looking for stuff and taking care of him. But before you find all that stuff out, like when she's making the decision, it cuts to the flashback of gotcha. who Ellie was before everything. Yeah, and the whole stuff in the mall, which is awesome. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, then it cuts back to her stitching up Joel. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm, uh, yeah, it's it's wrapping up. It's probably ten episodes. I'm thinking for the season. It is. So we're on episode eight, nine, ten. We have three episodes left. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Two episodes. Three. Episode oh, yeah, eight, eight episode nine, nine, ten. Episode yeah. 10. Okay. Gotcha. How are they gonna do ten episodes? Huh. Oh. It is ten though. Okay. Well, I'll see how they do it. Be good. It'll be good. I like it. So oh, wait, no. It can. Oh, wait. Yeah, wait. No, never mind. Definitely. Definitely. It's going to be three episodes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's confirmed. Three. It's all going to be good. Yeah. It's all going to be good. Good. Yeah, no, I, I completely forgot about a whole part of the story for a moment there. <laughs> so I was like, wait, how are they going to do all that in three episodes? I was like, oh, wait. No, they definitely can. My bad. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so I think out of all the episodes, this is maybe my least favorite. But yeah, understand. But. The least favorite episode of a good show is a very good episode still. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like I have no qualms with this qualms with this episode. It's yeah. just compared to the other episodes, it's not that great. Yeah, it's, and, a, it's a good show. It just doesn't stack up with its own episodes. Yeah, which I I'll probably say this episode is probably the worst. The episode episode four might be not that good because it's a short one. Mm-hmm. Then the last episode before this wasn't that great either, but like the ending was cool. Gotcha, gotcha. The best episodes. Yeah, I beat this part two, so I'm going to try my best to watch this all this weekend. I'm going to try at least watch five episodes, so then I can go Monday, episode six, Tuesday, episode seven, Wednesday, episode eight, and I'll be caught up for the next pod. We sleep in the also have to get Mandalorian in there. You also have to get Bad Batch. True. Well, Bad Batch isn't long. I do that right before we record. You have to do the Fred Prince Jr. interview. No, nah, I don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, you do. I don't have to. I'm making you. Homework. You can't do that. Homework. Oh shit! The Mavs won. Homework. All right. Um, that's all I had for TV though. Oh wait, there's one more thing. There's also a Dave teaser. I saw. I didn't watch April it. April fifth. I saw him. I follow him on Instagram, and I saw him post something. But I was at work. It's, without it's not even a trailer, really. It's more of a teaser. It's just. I saw like a dirt road. Yeah. So that's just a uh, little. It it like looks like little Dicky's hair. And it's just like a tumbleweed going through like different parts of the world, mm-hmm. and then it goes across a dirt road, and then you see a van drop up, like drive up to it, and it's like Gator's driving, little Dickie's in the passenger seat, and then Nick, his buddies are in the back of the van, and it's the, uh, I think it's little Dickie's like tour of love or something like that. Oh, that's pretty cool. I don't know. That's what the van said. Something along those lines. So, I don't know. I'm excited. It's gonna be coming out in early April. So. Right around the corner. Nice. All right. I, I guess uh, also that thing remind me of TV. Uh, it's always sunny. It's been recording for the last couple weeks. I can't wait the new season. Oh, really? It's out? No, it's it's they're filming it right now. But like uh, they're like uh, on the podcast. I listen to it from them. Like they have been hinting at like certain like, plots and stuff. Oh, uh, that's like, cool. I forget what the last one is. I can't remember. But whatever they just teased in the last episode or last episode I listened to is like gonna be amazing. I saw a cool little part of their interview on their podcast. It was like. They were talking with Charlie Day about how whenever Charlie Day was getting the movie deals for, like, Horrible Bosses, 
they were thinking like, okay, this might be the end. Like, you know, Charlie's going to go out and do his own thing. Rob's going to do his own thing. Glenn's going to do his own thing. But then Charlie came back and he was like, no, this is like what we do. Like, you know, this is our thing. Like we have whole control over it. Mm -hmm. So they were like, that was a really cool moment because then they all realized like, yeah, we can do it. It's like home for them. They're, they're going to do that, that show until the network says we're done. Yeah. Yeah. They won't end that show on their own. No, for sure. They'll have to be stopped because they, Mm -hmm. yeah, I listen to the podcast every time they have a new episode Mm -hmm. and it's, I I love that show. It's so funny. I mean, I, that's like one of my favorite shows. That and that's definitely sure my two favorite shows. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. All right. Taking it over to Jams of the Week. This week I got a few options here. Um, songs I fucked with, but I didn't put for Jam of the Week. I'm going to give uh, the first one here to... First one here, uh, Can't Nobody by Lil Wayne and DMX. Nice. Mm-hmm. A little postmortem featuring there. Um then also Wings by Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers, you know, they've been dropping little bops here and there. I think it was a good vibe overall. Um, Jam of the Week, though, um, it's blowing up on TikTok, or at least it's starting to. Uh, it's self-medication. It's part of Logic's new album. Uh, it has a feature from Seth MacFarlane singing, like, in... Singing, essentially, like, Frank Sinatra. Do a Frank and Sinatra it was, impression. And it was beautiful. It Is was it- spot on. He's doing a Frankie impression like how he did in uh, Sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he did the My Way. Yeah. So he killed it, and the song's really good. I fuck with it. I listened to Logic's album uh, the other day, and uh, I do like it. It's kind of like old Logic in a way. Um, I don't know if I'll re-listen to a lot of the songs, but I think it's a good album to like throw on and listen straight through. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, like, if you're going to listen to it, you listen to it straight through, and then you're good for it for a while. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I don't love Logic, so I don't know. Mm. But uh, with that, you can check that out on the Talking Dirty Jams playlist on Spotify alongside the podcast. Other than that, Ryan, take it away with the closing statement. For those well, all listening, right when God near the end of that, guy was looking up the TV and there's some cheerleaders and guy's jaw dropped. Pause a little all bit. All right, dude, he call me out here. Like, fuck. He some, like, thick-ass, like, cheerleader walk off, and guys, guys are, like, just, like stumbling at the... what I was saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I only had to call you out because that's so funny. Like, I, I was, like, listening to you, and then I, you start trailing off as soon as the camera cut to the cheerleaders. Yeah, you, call, you caught me. That's funny. I, mean, I didn't mean to call you out. That's funny, I thought. Um, Catch Brothers Painting, 412-784-1577. 412 Call today uh, at DJ Sports on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. A lot of fun stuff. Um, yeah. Details line of the week. Did I hit or what? Took a shot, but you ducked. A town fitted up down to the ball. Bigger nuts. True. True. There too. All right. Peace out. In case you couldn't tell, I guess I'm doing well. This is just part of our survival. She said that I don't care. She swept back her hair I guess this isn't our revival The ocean view gets me every time I know I'm out of line But I know that it gets better Come on, show me a sign As we're dancing here In the perfect silent weather Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat Questions that you're raising Just know you really drive
Time. 